Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good morning. Are you ready? This is not going to be easy to wake up to. Either it's going to send you into a state of euphoria, maybe a state of depression, maybe it's just news that you weren't expecting. Drum roll, please. (laughs) She just said, wait a second. I can't believe you don't have the drum ready. What is up with that? Boom. Juan Soto is a Yankee. The Yankees consummated the trade for the 25-year-old slugging outfielder. San Diego Padres shipping him and another outfielder, Trent Grisham, to New York in exchange for one very attractive pitching prospect, three other pitchers, lightly used pitchers, and a catcher, starting catcher. That's what the Padres get in return for Juan Soto and Trent Grisham. And there are questions. Certainly, this appeared to be what Juan Soto wanted. Uh, And his agent, Scott Boris, of course, always looking for the most attractive landing spot. Uh, Thinking about a year down the road when Juan Soto becomes a free agent. And that is my question. Even before we see Soto in pinstripes, have the Yankees traded him away or trade uh, traded for him and traded away a bunch of prospects for a single season. Now, if they end up winning the world series, they couldn't care less. Uh, of course, they'd like to resign him and you probably have a better chance to resign him. If he ends up helping you win a world series, but there's no guarantee. And Scott Boris is known for being the type of agent who wants his clients to reset the market, meaning a lot of times, and he's got this reputation. I don't know if it's true. It's probably case-by-case basis, depending upon who the client is. An agent can't force a client to do anything, but there have been times in his tenure as a Bulldog agent where he's reportedly kept players from signing contracts that maybe offered hometown discounts or that would have undercut the market or would have not advanced salaries for a particular position, meaning the next highest paid player and the next record setting deal. And he's behind a lot of those. He likes his clients to test the free agent waters. Again, some clients could push back, but generally when you push back, you don't want Scott Boris as your agent, right? You'd go with someone else who was a little more malleable. Boris is a bulldog. That's his, reputation and this is why a lot of teams don't enjoy doing business with him because even if they feel as though they've offered a fair deal fair compensation Boris a lot of times will wait and drag it out and is looking for a bidding war he's looking to reset the market every time which is where free agency comes in as much as the Yankees would like to be able to I'm sure 
give him a contract extension and have that locked up before this current deal runs out, it's more than likely that he will finish up this year in the last year of his deal and then test the free agent waters, similar to what Aaron Judge did, right? So Aaron Judge flirted with San Francisco, ended up getting more money from the Yankees than now he was coming off an incredible season, MVP season, but uh, ended up getting more money from the Yankees than he would have otherwise. And that's what Scott Boris will expect and will want for Juan Soto. That's his modus operandi. But for Juan... He had talked previously about playing in New York and how much he enjoyed it. For me, I think uh, the crowd is incredible. Um, all the all the things that they yell at you and everything, the food, the family that I have there, that's, that's it's got to be all, all those parts. It's, it's incredible uh, when you go there and how they support you and they boo you at the same time. It's just, it's just crazy. They boo you, they cheer you, doesn't matter. They just make a lot of noise. That is absolutely the case. That was Juan Soto from the All-Star Game about why he loves playing in New York. And he mentioned family there too, which is a big deal. Just 25 years old. He's got a long way to go in his career if he stays healthy. And Jay and I were talking about this earlier, uh, considering the Aaron Judge contract, considering his age versus Aaron's age, Aaron ended up with, Nine years, $360 million, so $40 million per season. They still, the Yankees still owe him the majority of that deal. They still owe $100 million on Giancarlo Stanton's contract. Garrett Cole makes over $300 million. And now Juan Soto, who will be looking for a very fat paycheck. Obviously, they're not in the running for Shohei Otani, but... Just for speculation purposes, you would think that he would get a contract north of $400 million because the one he turned down from the Nationals a couple years ago was north of $400 million. What did you say? It was $440? $440. 15, 15 years. years yep. They wanted essentially to make him a lifetime national, and he turned that down. He didn't think that the contract would be commensurate with what he was worth over the course of that deal, or Scott Boris did not. I mean, at the time, he was what? 23, 22, 23 years old. He debuted when he was 18, 19. And so he was into the league as a teenager. He's been extremely productive, of course. He's got a batting title. He's, let me see if I can remember, three-time All-Star, four-time Silver Slugger. I just did this for the CBS Sports Minute. And he has more walks than strikeouts, which is a big deal for a home run hitter of his caliber. Uh, He's got nearly 500 RBI in fewer than 800 games. So he's very productive. Like I said, I just did all of this, uh, read it all for the CBS Sports Minute before uh, I recorded it. So it's fresh in my brain. Very productive. But the idea that he has more walks than strikeouts, I mean, that's an aberration in today's Major League Baseball stats. It's an aberration among uh, today's sluggers because of the way the game has changed, right? Um, And so he's definitely worth acquiring, but will they keep him for longer than a year? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. A.J. Preller, the general manager of the San Diego Padres, points to New York's approach in coming after Soto. They were aggressive. I mean, I think they, they clearly made it known that, uh, you know, that, that this was a deal and, and a player. I mean, I think Brian's pretty direct, and I think they were pretty clear. And, 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 you know, again, I think everybody understood they had a need. 
you know, Juan is an incredible player and fit the need really well. So when you have two teams that line up and, um, you know, you have a team that's calling you consistently, you usually get a feel that this is something that has a chance to happen. And, um, you know, ultimately, hopefully, hopefully it's a deal that works out for both sides. So much for the Yankees dialing back on payroll and getting underneath the luxury tax threshold, or at least closer. So there's actually two levels, less I checked, to this luxury tax threshold. The first one is is the basic level. You go over it, you have to pay a luxury tax into a big pot that gets divvied up among the other teams and owners. If you then hit the second threshold, you get punished, or that's the wrong word, you are charged exponentially, right? So you pay even more exorbitant taxes once you go over the second threshold. So not a hard salary cap. Owners, teams like the Yankees can still spend as much money as they want, but you are pouring more and more into this grand pot uh, where the luxury taxes go and Theoretically, you're helping out your opponents because you're putting money into their pockets with these taxes. So the Yankees have blown by that. But you know what? Their their ace pitcher is a Cy Young Award winner. Aaron Judge was worth every penny, not just for what he does on the field, but for the way he represents New York. And now and, and they've been wanting to add another piece, another hitter, specifically to the outfield. And they were looking for lefties. Uh, So they got not just Alex Verdugo, but Juan Soto and then the the Trent Grisham piece. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, They don't love having Giancarlo in the field, first of all, because he he can pull a muscle just by taking a step or walking up some stairs. So he's a a definite injury risk. You don't want him running around. Um, They obviously, well, I think at times they would prefer to not have Aaron Judge as an everyday outfielder, but Aaron really likes playing the outfield. Um, He prefers to be out in the field. He's not a natural center fielder, but he's a great defender. So they'll have to figure out who do they put in center field every day. That will be a question too, but that's more to get into the weeds. Not so much on our show. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But what the Yankees wanted was to find someone that they could put at the very least as a, a tandem with Aaron Judge because he was too much alone on his island and pitchers could get around him and not have to give him their good stuff. They could even intentionally walk him, but just in general, not give him pitches to hit. But if you got protection behind him in the lineup, you don't want to walk Aaron Judge to get to Juan Soto. That doesn't seem like a recipe for success. As for the Padres, they were looking for pitching because... Other than, is it you, Darvish? There's one other member of their rotation. So it's you, Darvish, and one other guy who are still under contract. But for the most part, they're starting pitchers. They're all free agents. Blake Snell, Michael Waka. Um, I'd have to go back and look, Jay. I know we're, you're, Jay's like trying. racking his brain <laughs> right now, trying to figure out exactly what it is uh, that they have still left in their rotation. But they were looking for pitching. And so they got a young prospect. They got another righty in Michael King, who really was only with the Yankees rotation for a few months. Go ahead. Musgrove, that's right. They signed him to a, to a new deal not that long ago. So it's you, Darvish, and it's Ted Musgrove. Jo- Joe, Joe, oh my gosh. Where did I get Ted from? Ted Musgrove. I kind of like that better. <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> Is there a Ted Musgrave? Yes, yes, yes. That's another sports name. Uh, Musgrave. Not the tight end. Yeah, but his th- just trust me. There yeah. was another one named Ted. Okay, so Joe and you, you and Joe, you and Joe, you and Joe, <laughs> you and Joe are still left in the Padres rotation. So they were absolutely looking for uh, more pitchers, and that's what they got mostly from the Yankees. But I do think it's intriguing. How do you get him to stay? If it's just for one year. 
Do you care about who you gave up? Maybe not. Now, in addition to the Juan Soto trade, again, Juan Soto is a Yankee. In addition to that, we're starting to hear rumblings that Shohei Otani is close to making his decision. And also, there was a story out yesterday that, and and just be careful what you believe, what you read right now, because there's all kinds of leaks and reports, and they can be dumped by agents, they can be put out there by teams. A lot of times, it's misinformation with a specific purpose, okay? So there's a reason uh, that they're throwing out incorrect information. So I guess, theoretically, you could say it's on the reporter or the insider, But truly, reporters and insiders get used a lot, too, so you have to be careful uh, what it is that you take as gospel. Anyway, the Shohei report yesterday was that other than the Angels, the only two teams he would really consider are Dodgers and Blue Jays. And we know he's met with both of those teams in the last week. Well, I guess we... The Blue Jays didn't acknowledge it. The Dodgers did acknowledge it, but we know that he met with the Blue Jays. We had multiple national insiders, uh, reputed national insiders, indicating that. So they got their info from somewhere, probably inside the Blue Jays organization. Because, of course, they wouldn't mind it being known that they had a meeting with Shohei Otani. That's kind of attractive and interesting to the fan base, to be sure, not to mention any other potential free agents who might not have previously considered the Blue Jays. But those are two very different cities and markets and Blue Jays and Dodgers. So if if he either leaves L.A., it would, you know, he would go to Toronto or he could pick either the Anaheim Angels or Los Angeles Dodgers. Just kind of interesting how different those two places are. And Toronto is not close to Japan. Different countries. Well, of course, but I mean, it's also, if you're talking about the North American continent, it's on the other side and North. It gets cold in Toronto. Well, right. I mean, I'm just pointing out that one of the reasons why you know Los Angeles is attractive is because I know the Pacific Ocean is large, but he's at least on the right side of the United States to be able to make that trip back to Japan, whereas Toronto is not... Wow. When you, if you're going to Japan from Toronto, you'd probably go over the globe, right? Rather than across. Do you think? I think I so. I know. That'd be interesting. Maybe Google it. What's the quicker path to go from Toronto to Japan? Toronto to Tokyo. Would it be going across the Atlantic? And No, no way. There's no way it's all the way across Europe and Asia. No way. There's no you way. you got to go over the Arctic. I would imagine. Oh, you mean over the top over of the... Over the top of the world, yeah. So you go to Toronto and you go up. Like all the way past like northern territories over over Antarctica. No, Antarctica is in the, the south. Bottom, the North Pole, excuse me. Yeah, the Arctic. And then go down over like Mongolia, China. Huh. And all right, Japan. look it up. See if you can figure it out. Quickest route. Maybe Google map it and see what happens. <laughs> Ways it. Put ways on it. Roger Federer this way, on it. Hmm. This way says that it goes across the U.S. and across the Pacific, but... I mean, I guess you could really do it anyway, but what's the more efficient way is what I need to know. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, did you Google most efficient way, quickest way to get from Toronto to Tokyo? That's a really interesting question. One that we just fell down the rabbit hole to try to find the answer to. Mm-hmm. It's just giving me like flights. I don't want to buy a flight right now. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but where do you tickets. go though? So where do you go? Where would what is it suggesting to you if you're going to buy a ticket from Toronto to Tokyo? Let's see. Go. I bet you go through LA. How much you want to bet you go through LA? <laughs> what? When am I trying to leave? Friday. <laughs> Book return on Saturday. <laughs> Are you on Travelocity? Kayak. Kayak. <laughs> oh, good price. Okay. Non-stop, 14 hours. <gasps> no! Um, let's see. Yeah, that, that doesn't help. Non-stop, 14 hours? All right, if I have to stop, this one stops me in Hong Kong. Okay. All right, so, so you're at least on really the other the question, side of the Pacific, though. though. I don't know how I get to Hong Kong. Do I go over? Do I go over? <laughs> Interesting. You know what's crazy though? Okay, so now look at. All right, okay. go ahead. You have the answer. One, the Japan Airlines one. This one stops at O'Hare in Chicago. So that means that I guess it goes down. Right. So you go Toronto to Chicago, then to uh, where'd you say? Tokyo. Tokyo. No, I thought you said Hong Kong. And that that was on the first flight. That oh, was one gotcha. stop. Now this other flight has a one stop in Chicago. Okay, first. so you do go that way. You I do guess, still yeah. go back to the West Coast. Now look at L.A. to Tokyo and see. I'm sure there are direct. Fl- well, there's no place to stop, so there has to be. <laughs> you better not stop. <laughs> but, <laughs> unless you're gonna go, I don't know, down to Hawaii and then up Talk to Tokyo. <laughs> We're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> Jay, you're proud of me. That's a, an That's iconic a line. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Okay, so how, is it direct and how many hours? Direct from Los Angeles to Tokyo will take 11 hours, 50 minutes. 11 hours. Do you know that I will be flying from New York to Honolulu next May for my honeymoon and the direct flight is 11 hours? Direct you're flying? Yeah, that's one that's hell of long. an ocean. That's yeah, a, that's a long Oh, I flight. know. I, I know. You know I don't sleep on planes. Yeah. So I just got this tweet from Robbie, A-Law Radio. He says, I'm an air traffic controller. How about that? They fly over the North Pole. Oh, look at that. Uh, Jay, that's very impressive. Thank you, Robbie. We appreciate that. So they fly over, they fly north over the North Pole to get down the other side. Good to know. It's kind of interesting, though. Think about it. You fly down the other side. You go up and then back down. It's like a roller coaster. Yeah. I wonder if it's cold. It's always cold when you're 36,000 feet in the air, but is it extra when you're above the Arctic? I don't know. Hmm. Probably. Probably. I mean, if you're not over the Caribbean. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. Thank you, Robbie. That's very cool of you. And Jay says Ted Musgrave is an American race car driver. Thank you. Uh, See, I knew there was a Ted. Ted. What about Ted? Okay. So questions answered. Coming up in 25 minutes-ish, a little over 20 minutes, our friend John Kincaid, who not only is cancer-free, but also was at the Eagles game last weekend, his first game back where he could be around crowds, and he was at the Eagles-Niners game. Uh, and then he could, he's got, I'm sure, some choice words for Eagles-Cowboys weekend, which is coming up on Sunday. On Twitter, on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence, also brand-new YouTube Video, the last one for 2023. It's our final video edition of Ask Amy Anything, Combo, Holiday, and Wedding. A lot of you have found it already, but that's on our YouTube channel. By the way, if you haven't voted for the After Hours Game of the Week, it's already up because I will not be here on Thursday night. Dang it. I know you're going to miss my analysis of Steelers and Patriots. (sighs) 
little bit of QB news to get you ready, though, for week 14. That's coming up next here on CBS Sports Radio. You are worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Listening to the After Hours Podcast. Hurry back to throw. And it is. Is it lost? Oh my goodness, it's lost. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. Back from under center. Steps back. Throws the fade. Cooper to throw. Looking, firing deep for Chase in the end zone. He's got it! Touchdown! Joe Burrow and the Bengals! Mahomes fires for the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Kansas City! And off to Eckler again. No, Herbert keeps it. End zone. Touchdown! Chargers! Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap. Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo! Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run. The Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours. Part two of QB News. You know... It's a lot on a Wednesday going into a Thursday. Week 14 is on tap with Patriots and Steelers coming up later tonight on Amazon Prime. We'll get to that. The big news among quarterbacks, though, Zach Wilson returning as the starter for the Jets after a two-week hiatus. What about the report that he was nervous or reluctant to take the ball again because he's afraid of injury? Absolutely not. You know, absolutely not. I, uh, I love the guys in this locker room, and I would do anything. And I think anytime you have an opportunity to step on this field, you need to take advantage of it. The other big news, in addition to Zach Wilson starting for the Jets as they host the Houston Texans, is that Trevor Lawrence actually did have a cart available on Monday night. The Jaguars' cart was fully prepped and ready for their star quarterback, but he's the one that decided, nah. Hey. We talked about getting a cart, and I was going to get a cart, and then I'm standing there, and, you know, I'm, I'm already on the sideline at that point. The tunnel's right there. I just wanted to get off the field, get out of there. I didn't know what was going on with my ankle, and I felt like I could get off. And I was like, hey, you're good. Just don't bring it out. I'm going in. And then once I got in there, I'm like, 
this is a pretty long walk, you know, but I, I was already there and they asked again if I wanted a car and I'm like, no, we're going to make it the whole way there. I didn't know there was cameras in the tunnel, you know, so that's kind of there everywhere. Exactly. So, uh, but no, it's, of course we have carts and we have everything we need. And I was the one that, that didn't choose to, to take one, you know, so you guys put that on me and maybe that was dumb. Maybe I should have taken one, whatever. I love that he didn't know there were cameras underneath the stadium. There are cameras everywhere. Right now, he's one day at a time as the Jaguars prep for the Browns coming up on Sunday. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. While we're talking about the AFC North, you know, the Bengals beat the Jaguars. It was a pretty incredible game in overtime Monday night. Jake Browning making what will be his third start of the season. But yeah, how did he get to the point where he was still bearing down, working hard, determined and committed, even though he never got a snap in the NFL until year four? Probably ignoring the media. (laughs) Touche. Somewhat kidding there, but yeah, I think uh, I've watched a lot of football and I feel like at least for quarterbacks, you know, it's you're either the greatest ever or you suck. You know, it's just like this all the time. And there's a lot of peace and sanity right here, which is kind of where I like to stay. I think Jake Browning might be my new favorite quarterback. <laughs> kind of ignoring the media. Oh, yeah. Zing. Colts taking on the Bengals this weekend. Big AFC clash among two teams that right now are in the middle. The middle of this huge log jam for wild cards. So that's one AFC North battle. Then you think about the Ravens coming off of their bye. They've got competition for the top seed in the AFC. And Lamar Jackson says, hey, we're not just now kicking it into high gear. This is not... Just now, crunch time. We've been feeling this way all season. I feel like every week for us been a playoff game um, throughout this season uh, because people didn't think uh, Texas was that good, and I believe they're pretty good. Colts, pretty good, you know, pretty solid teams. Steelers, you know, they they putting up fights in Cincinnati. I mean, not Cincinnati, but uh, Cleveland. Um, every week has been a playoff game for us. We just got to keep staying locked in and, like I said, focus on what we can control. Ravens hosting the Rams this weekend as they come off their bye. Rams, of course, at 6-6, six and six, and they're also part of the conversation in the NFC. I like that he could do the job of a talk show host, just going through the various storylines from the NFL season. Bread and butter, uh, peanut butter and jelly, whatever you want to call it. I do like both of those options. Mitch Trubisky will be starting. He'll be the 50... Huh, 53rd different starting quarterback coming up this weekend when he takes over for uh, Kenny Pickett, who has a high ankle sprain and just had surgery. So how does he, how do they spark the offense? Just lack of execution, lack of detail. Um, I don't know what it is. I feel like we had a pretty good plan going into the red zone this week. Uh, we just didn't find a way. So whether it's them making plays and us not, there's no excuse. We got we to gotta find a way to, to score points somehow. We just got to maneuver points and, and just focus when we get down that red zone. Red zone woes. Those can down a team to be sure. I know there are some Steelers fans that are feeling like this could be a struggle. Think about what happened against the Patriots last week. The Chargers scored just two field goals against them in the pouring down rain, the cold uh, weather not likely to be an issue, but that Patriots defense is formidable. The issue, of course, is that they can't score points themselves. This could be a knockdown dragout. Although Mike Tomlin, he's uh, 
Yep, he seems to think that the quarterback situation for the Pats could pose a problem. The quarterback mobility component, particularly on a short week, um, <laughs> is something to be focused on and to make sure that we're solid. Thankfully, we play enough quarterback mobility that we're not starting at ground zero because when you're working on a short week, there's a limited amount of physical reps that you get. I mean, I understand the last part of that. Is he worried about either Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones being mobile? Maybe he thinks that neither of those quarterbacks will be starting and instead they're going to go with a running back. They're going to go wildcat. Direct snap to the running back. Where's Derrick Henry when you need him? This yeah, is that's ridiculous. <laughs> this is a, another week in which the Patriots offense could really scuffle because the Steelers defense is damn good and they've had a short week to prepare. Oh, dear. I mean, I took the night off just because I have to be able to focus on the game. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Second half of QB News. We've got Lions and Bears this weekend. And Jared Goff is talking about what could be some bitter cold in the Windy City. You'd like it to be, you know, 70 and sunny every time, but, you know, you can't always have that. So, I don't know, anything that's not that would be, un, you know, somewhat unfavorable. But you plan it every week. You know, we, we've been, you know, lucky to be in a dome a lot this year, but... Um, you know, if you play outside and you play in a little weather, we deal with it. I've had some of my best games in weather. and um, So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, you start out your career in L.A. and you go to a dome. It's uh, coddled, coddled quarterback. Enjoy the sunlight. <laughs> As for Justin Fields, he's already hearing the questions, and he has been, but they're becoming louder about his future and whether or not he remains in Chicago. Life isn't fair. So, uh, you know, me personally, I'm True. just focused on what I can control. And, you know, the rest is in God's hands. And, you know, I mean, really, you just put everything in God's hands. You know, it's going to turn out, you know, good for you. So, um, you know, wherever, if I'm here next year, if I'm not, um, you, know, you know, football doesn't define who I am as a person. Detroit at Chicago. That's an earlier game. The Minnesota Vikings come off a bye and are on the road at the Raiders. And we now know... Who will be the starting quarterback for the Vikings? We will be starting Josh Dobbs uh, in the football game on Sunday. Uh, feel great about uh, kind of our bye week process of really, uh, you know, two layers to it, evaluating uh, kind of where Josh has been as far as uh, immediately providing a spark and helping us win two football games. Um, and then, you know, transitioning to uh, some tough, you know, tough outcomes where, uh, there's all kinds of things that we could we could do better. We could coach better. Uh, Josh has continued comfort um, in our offense and, and how we play, but also uh, our offense and, and our staff's ability uh, to evolve and, and, and help Josh thrive. Remember, Justin Jefferson will be back in this game coming up this weekend, week 14. Dobbs, he's had a, a turnover issue the last couple losses. They've had two in a row, six turnovers in those two losses. Um, he's athletic, he's speedy, he obviously can make the throws, but still a relatively young quarterback with not a ton of experience. So has that worn off or will Justin Jefferson help in that equation? It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. A couple more before we get to our break. Logan Ryan, newest addition to the San Francisco 49ers because, yeah, they need more veteran guys. You know he actually played in Brock Purdy's first game last season? So... Uh that was his first start. Um, no, we weren't expecting that. Um, he showed great poise. Um, 
he showed who he is. He's a very good quarterback, great command of the offense for a rookie last year. And he had a lot of extended plays, and he made a lot of magic happen. I think that's when people got introduced to who Brock Purdy was. So fortunately, I was on the other, wrong side of that. But hey, I'm happy. I'm happy we gave him that confidence. Now he's my quarterback now. <laughs> <laughs> Logan Ryan, as I say, the latest addition to a veteran 49ers roster, and he's already had a taste of Brock Purdy. Okay, we teased this earlier, and it's kind of cute. Well, I guess. Maybe not cute for Baker's wife, Emily. But Baker Mayfield found out that his wife was pregnant and uh, didn't have, I guess, initially a real positive reaction. I was in shock. Uh, to be completely honest, it was during training camp. Um, I had sent her a picture outside of our hotel. There was a Golden Doodle Puppies sign with the number on it, and I sent her a screenshot of that. Uh, and then two days later, I go to the house, and she put a Big Brother shirt on our dog. So I start looking around for a puppy, not seeing the <laughs> ultrasound and the positive uh, pregnancy test right in front of me. So, oh, dear. Um, oh, dear. Yeah, I was in the doghouse for a little bit on that one. Uh, but it was, you know, just complete shock, uh, but so blessed. <laughs> he somehow misses the gigantic signs, and instead, where's the puppy? Oh, dear. I'm not going to fall for that trap. I can imagine. Doghouse. That's appropriate. All right, coming up next, our friend John Kincaid. Cancer-free John Kincaid. Hallelujah. Great news. And uh, he was at the Eagles game against the Niners. Of course, the Eagles be licking their wounds, getting ready for now. Cowboys weekend. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. You are. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Listening to the After Hours Podcast. First and 10 Niners to the Philly 48. Purdy looks left, now middle throws, caught. Broken tackle by Debo Samuel, runs for a first down 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! San Francisco! What an absolute beast, Debo Samuel! I think the reality is the team changes from year to year. So we'll see how this team responds. Um, we'll see. 
This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Ooh, so dramatic, and the plot thickens. The Eagles head to Dallas this weekend. And that is definitely a candidate for After Hours Game of the Week. Before that, Debo Samuel, one of his three touchdowns. He had the last laugh against the Eagles. Niners beat the Eagles. No, it was not a rematch of the NFC Championship. It was anything but. We are so excited to welcome our friend John Kincaid for so many reasons. He's getting set for his morning show on 97.5 The Fanatic at the game with his amazing daughter on Sunday. So forget the game for a second. What was it like to be back in a stadium, John? First time I got to be in a crowd of people in since uh, since March. So it was really amazing to be able to be out there and to keep a dad-daughter Eagles game tradition alive with my 19-year-old junior in college who still was willing to hold my hand as we walked through the different tailgates. Made my day. It was wonderful. The game didn't make my day, but the <laughs> event made my day. And uh, great to be with you, Amy. Great well, to be with you. Yeah, I'm so thrilled. I've talked about you. I've talked to you. I prayed sure. for you. I prayed with you. Sure. I know that. Yeah, wh- I felt them. <laughs> Thank you. What has this last couple of weeks been like for you, knowing that, in fact, you did kick cancer's ass again? Well, it was, uh, it's been a little, it's honestly been a little overwhelming uh, for somebody who, you know, could talk a cat off a fish truck. Uh, I am, I get emotional, very emotional things. The Sixers had me out to ring the bell before a game. The Flyers had me as uh, one of their honorees on mm. Hockey Fights Cancer Night. Um, it's been a little, a little much for me as far as emotionally, but uh, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there and and getting back to it. My energy level is just what I got to battle. I mean, I I still I get up in the morning, I do my show, and I come in in the afternoon, and right after like Young and the Restless, I need a little nap. So uh, you know, just get a little <laughs> bit of a break. And uh, but. Everything's going well, and uh, they tell me that I'm doing great. So that's that's all that matters. And it will be mm. the most wonderful holiday season ever. And yes. for you, too. Yeah. For you, too. It will be yes. the most wonderful Ten holiday days. season ever. Ten days. Yes. Oh, geez. <laughs> I'll tell you this. You're no bridezilla, I hope. No. I please. Hope. Please. That's good. Good, good, good. You know me better than that. I do, absolutely. (laughs) John Kincaid is with us from Philadelphia, now cancer-free, and as he points out, uh, just recovering from all that his body went through. But, man, that's a good problem to have. You wouldn't trade that problem for any other, would you? No, 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 (laughs) except the fact that my doctor, uh, John Sprandio Jr., told me that I would, uh, my oncologist told me that I would lose 15 to 20 pounds doing chemo, and I set the record for him in his practice, I put on 22. What? How is that I possible? Put, I didn't vomit. Not, not once. Good. I, I, I like, I, I, he's like, you don't vomit. You don't like it. And I didn't, um, mm. I bet it was the sedentary nature of it all too. But all the steroids that I had to take, I had to take a bag of liquid steroids Man. that they literally would give me. They didn't just give you a shot, a little shot. They gave me a full bag to try to keep my energy up and everything and um, all the water weight. But it's coming off. It's coming off pretty quickly, which I'm very pleased with. So uh, it, it's coming off already in just like two weeks. It's It's been declining big time. So it's great. Again, all a great problem all to have. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. So what did you see then? What happened against the Niners last weekend besides the fact that they got run? I'm glad the Niners won their regular season Super Bowl because it's like it's like it's Real? like when the Eagles, well it's like when the Eagles beat the Chiefs at at Arrowhead and I said it before the game so I'm not being contradictory I said it before my own team's game this doesn't do anything to make up for what happened no. last February 
You don't win a regular season game and be like, we got revenge. We did it. <laughs> oh, crap. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's a joke. And, uh, and so, and I said it, I said, it's a great win for the Eagles to win at Arrowhead. But don't spin it like it's a revenge for the Super Bowl. We didn't get to have a parade because of a regular season win. San Francisco, <laughs> um, I know Kyle Shanahan well. Uh, I think he's the most brilliant play caller and designer in the NFL. Uh, I think he's really, really good in that. I also know he has a great history of gagging, much like the Dallas Cowboys who the Eagles play this week. So we'll see how the, everything plays out. But, boy, they celebrated. They celebrated. <laughs> so uh, good for San Francisco. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's good for them. I'm so glad to hear that Kimo only stole your hair for a time and not your sense of humor. Oh no, no, I can't. I mean, it's it's look, it was a it was a whooping on Sunday. And it was a the big thing was that the only thing that disturbed me about it cuz I don't care about the, the you know, they lose a game and they still have the best record in the NFL and they've been and they also have the best record against winning teams in the NFL. So anybody saying like, "Oh boy, is this Eagles team for real?" Well, nobody else could be for real if they aren't. Um, but what I will say is that to me is that the physical beat down the 49ers beat them and took their lunch money and that surprised me that's the only part of it that really bothers me is, is that part of it is that it was a physical beat down and Debo Samuel man woof, man he was a he was difficult to corral as we heard in the uh, in the first highlight coming in from the break well, so Dallas is now waiting in a place where they've won 14 consecutive games. They do appear to play a lot better when they're at home. Yeah, La- they do. Last game was really tight. There were a couple of plays that could have gone the other way. What's in store on Sunday night? Well, I, I'm, I'm looking at a back-and-forth battle because I think both teams' defenses are deficient. Like, if the Eagles were to win a Super Bowl this year, the only way they're going to do it is outscoring people because their defense is, has been deficient. Uh, and I think Dallas's defense is the same way. I mean, Dallas, when they play anybody that's good, they're going to give up on average around 30-something points, maybe 35. And so this game is going to be – I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be wild. The Eagles rarely sweep Dallas, which concerns me a little bit as far as going into the matchup. But there's got to be a pride check after what happened on Sunday. I expect yeah. to see the Eagles have a really, really strong offensive effort defensively, though, I question this team big time. I, I really do. And um, they don't have the same defensive team they had last year. And Slay and Bradbury played so great last year, and they haven't played that way this year. So I have a lot of uh, questions, not doubts, but questions. Because, again, even if Dallas ties the Eagles this weekend, they're going to need the Eagles to lose one more game, and then they have to go 4-0. and And Dallas going to the Bills, going to the Dolphins – uh, playing the Lions, I'm not worried about Dallas coughing up one game because it's the calendar's turned to December, and we know what happens to Dallas in December, much like Cinderella in that uh, carriage of hers. Very similar. It turns into a pumpkin, and uh, uh, and I'm not talking about Mike McCarthy. Uh, okay, the man just had an emergency surgery yesterday. Show him a little grace. I didn't even know that. <laughs> what did he have emergency surgery for? An appendectomy? Oh, really? I had my port taken out yesterday, so we were both in a, in, in a procedure. Good, good. I hope he's okay. hope he's okay. John, yeah. you never change. Okay, I got about 90 seconds here. What's yes. your reaction to Juan Soto heading to the Yankees? Well, the Yankees will continue to try to buy something, and it hasn't worked for a long, long time. And I would wonder, and one of my co-hosts was saying this morning, I uh, wonder why 
two organizations couldn't wait to get rid of this guy. And to me, uh, I just wonder if you, if you, if it, if there's something about him that organizations are like, no, we good. We'll, we'll, we'll let him go. So uh, I'm, I'm, I, I question that with Juan Soto. He's a tremendous talent, but I don't think it's going to win the Yankees a World Series. Let's put it that way. Just out of curiosity, do you think that the Phillies ascribe to that theory of potentially trying to buy a World Series? Well, it depends on who, uh, what they're doing. I mean, they're trying to, I absolutely am. I'm against that, by the way. I don't like the uh, go buy a new piece, buy a new piece. I'm more into the young players. Thankfully, they have a lot of young players on the horizon. And they have a lot of young players like Stott and Bohm and Marsh that have, you know, part of the organization that are, uh, you know, managed to help, you know, be a part of the thing. So I think mm-hmm. you have to have a good mix. But I'm not into the going and buying something. I don't think that it works that way. Mm. No, nothing that really matters in life can be purchased. At least that's my No, I wouldn't theory. think so. All right. I good. wouldn't think so. Have a blessed weekend next weekend. <laughs> and uh, I'll be thinking and praying for you. I appreciate that. Uh, thanks that. to all your listeners and love everybody at CBS Sports Radio. Miss you guys. All right. John Kincaid from 97.5 The Fanatic in Philadelphia, but longtime friend and ally of mine going back to our previous network. Most incredible to look at his Twitter account now and see three-time cancer survivor. Three-time cancer survivor. He is one of the bravest and strongest and also most uncomfortable radio host that I know because he does not care. The man, you cannot make him uncomfortable. It's not even possible. At John Kincaid, K-I-N-C-A-D-E. I've got a long weekend. Enjoy Patriots Steelers. I'm back with you on Sunday night following Eagles and Cowboys. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.